It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, recapping the work that the Wizards and Mystics did around Election Day. Then we get into the draft. What should the Wizards do to trade up or not trade up? That is one of many questions this offseason around the Wizards. We've got those details and more right here on this edition of Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and I've got plenty to get into today as we continue to discuss and prepare for the upcoming season got to look at the offseason, and also we just had election day earlier this week, and the Wizards were very active in helping to encourage the need to vote and the, the ways to vote. We saw John Wall tweeting his image that he voted through mail ballot, encouraging others to be involved in voting, whether it was through mail-in ballots, Bradley Beals tweeting, get out and vote, but also Tiana Hawkins, Washington Mystics player, and several members of the Washington Wizards surprised voters and surprised poll workers at Capital One Arena by showing up. They were not expecting that. It was very cool, actually, to see many people volunteered their time to help work the election. So the Mystics and Wizards organization had players in attendance that were thanking them for all of their their support, thanking them for volunteering, especially now I feel like is a time if you are volunteering your time to get out and, and help with all that's going on around COVID, you know, you're putting yourself at risk, but they're working for a bigger cause, which in this case is the election. So it was really neat to see as Hawkins, head coach Scott Brooks, we saw Ish Smith, Admiral Schofield, just different people from within the, the Wizards and the Mystics showing up to thank them, which was awesome. And Scott Brooks also cast his vote and did speak on 
the ease of it, but also just talked about the fact that this is our right. And I, I love this line that the Wizards tweeted out. This is our right, and we have to be able to exercise it. We're all thankful that Capital One Arena opened up for voting. That was one of many things Coach Brooks said as he was voting himself in person at Capital One Arena. And this is exactly what he had to say through the process. All right, here we go. How you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, great. Uh, yep. uh, election day, election day. Uh, monumental sports and our players have been a driving force to make this uh, possible at, at Capital One Arena. And I think it's great. I voted today uh, here and it, it, the process is pretty simple. All the volunteers did a great job of guiding you and, and putting you in the next spot. It's important, this is our right, and I think we have to be able to, to exercise it. We're all thankful that the arena has opened up for the voting. That was easy. I can do it, anybody can do it, trust me. So throughout the day, we saw players urging those to exercise their right to vote. I like the words that Scott Brooks was saying. Coach Brooks did a phenomenal job of speaking up on voting, as did many others throughout the Wizards team, whether it was through a tweet or through a video. We saw some videos being posted just reminding people to go vote, and they were all very active in continuing what they started, and that's something that Coach Brooks touched on. But for the Mystics and Wizards specifically, they started this fight back in the beginning of, of COVID, before the, the bubble and the wobble. They were actively advocating around Juneteenth, around so many different events happening. And, and each and every day, they were consistent and continuing to remind people to get up and speak out. And voting is one of the many ways to do that. So I applaud the Wizards. I applaud the Mystics for continuing to talk the talk and walk the walk of encouraging society and, and specifically in D.C., but for everyone. They've been two of the bigger name teams, in my opinion, um, that have partnered for the WNBA and NBA to be so active together. And I know we talked about that on the show many weeks ago in just that there are not often many markets where you see a, an NBA team and a WNBA team work so closely together. That's one of the things that I enjoy about DC sports is the unity and how they are so active together. You know, it's not the men over here and the women over there, they're active together to speak up as one, as, you know, DC sports as a whole to represent all of Washington, DC to hashtag rep the district. So it is great to see that they are continuing that through the election. And I'm sure this is not the, the end of their work. They will continue to actively speak up as we've been seeing Natasha Cloud active in, in the community for the Mystics. We've been seeing Bradley Beal active and speaking up Coach Brooks. So it's been great to see the way that the Mystics and Wizards continue to rep the district, continue to speak up as one, and continue to use their voice and their platform to help encourage others and those around them to be a part of change. Beautifully done. So coming up, we've got to get into what's going on this offseason. We've been talking a lot about the start of next season as news is continuing to unfold. So now let's get into Leading up to that season, what the Wizards should, could, and potentially may do to be ready for the start of the next year. Let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy. 
that's right. You can do both. If you know me, you know I have a sweet tooth. I enjoy cupcakes, cookies, brownies, all the sweets. And Built Bar actually has delicious flavors. Let me just run down some of my favorites. Cookies and cream, double chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel. Yes, caramel, not caramel. And peanut butter brownie. Delicious. All bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and they're healthy. So it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight, you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And I definitely recommend Built Bar. So if you head over to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com to try the best tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you from me to you, you will not regret it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, as we had a chance to talk around the work that the Wizards and Mystics have been doing collaboratively around the election, as well as just in their communities in general to help advocate and speak up for change. Well, let's get into some other change that's going on. For one, we don't really know when the NBA season is going to start for next year just yet. There are some dates that have been bounced around. Of course, we've talked about that December 22nd date. The players hoping for that mid-January, around January 18th for Dr. Martin Luther King Day, that they would be starting back up. The league has seemed to focus on a couple of dates as the potential restart for the next season. But we're not exactly sure when, just yet. We're waiting to hear news, and it should be breaking any moment now because of the fact that we are running out of time, as Commissioner Adam Silver has said a few, a few times now. We are running out of time, so the NBA has to figure it out, and they've got to figure it out fast so they can tell players, coaches, staff, everyone, something in terms of a timeline to be able to prepare. Well, also, with the start of next season, a big question mark. Definitely some question marks around the NBA draft. Now, the NBA draft is supposed to be November 18th. I'm looking at that mid-November time frame. I am definitely interested to see if they decide to start the season December 22nd, if that would change anything around the draft. In my opinion, it should. No, I, but the thing about the draft is they have to figure out and plan for it. This is not something you can just do last minute. It has to be thoroughly executed, especially if it's not all going to be in person. So that does change a lot. Much like we've seen in other sports, the WNBA, the NFL, the NBA is also moving to a virtual draft this year. So starting 7 p.m. Eastern time on November 18th, people will be able to tune in. It will air live on ESPN, ESPN Radio. 
as the draft will be held at ESPN's Bristol, Connecticut studios. So even though it is virtual, there's still a lot of planning that goes into that. And if the season is starting earlier, wouldn't it make sense for the draft to be earlier? I mean, December 1st is the date that has been thrown out as the official start to preseason, so to speak, if they do start December 22nd. So you'd have to draft November 18th, preseason just officially start December 1st. As we do know now, teams are able to have up to 10 people in a workout, 10 players are able to work out at once. That's still not the entire team. So the official date that we have seen proposed is December 1st. So do the math, guys. November 18th to December 1st to December 22nd. That's a lot in a little bit of time. I get it. They're trying to make it work. So regardless of when the draft happens, it will happen. Now the Wizards have been discussing, um, allegedly there have been some rumors floating around, I should say, around what the Wizards can do. So I did see the Wizards thrown in with the Magic and the Celtics as potentially looking to trade up. The Timberwolves have the number one pick. The Warriors are sitting at that number two spot. We have the Cavs at number five, the Hawks at number six. So there are some, those teams have been the ones as of now that I've seen in reports that are looking to trade their picks for a player. So they're looking to move the one of those four teams, if not all of them, are looking to move their draft pick for a player. There's a lot of questions around this because of the fact that this draft to me is not as convincing. No disrespect to the players in the draft. I just think that with all the change that we've seen this year, it's hard to for sure know whether or not it's worth it to move up in the draft, which I know is weird to even say because you like to think there's always there's always a ringer in each draft. There's always someone that's that's a player that's going to come into the league and do well. But I don't feel, and again, I'm not in these conversations and, and a draft scout or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not fully sold on a number of players outside of the first two or three. So I do think that's something to be said around this draft. When you look at LaMelo Ball, you look at Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, top three. You have a number of other players that could surprise and Tyrese Halliburton, um, OB Toppin from Dayton, you know, you have other players, Patrick Williams, Killian Hayes that have been in the mix that you never, you just don't know on. It's a risk. The draft is always a risk. Don't get me wrong. It is always a risk. You never know how a player is going to come into this, the league. We have talked about that in the past on the show as we've had a chance to look in more detail around the draft. So specifically looking at the Wizards, they have been thrown in the mix as a team that is potentially looking to trade up. So the Celtics also, I'm going to start with them. They have a number of first round picks at that number 14, 26 and 30 spot, but they are potentially looking at making a move to get a higher pick. We've seen them in the past, make some good picks. Grant Williams was a first rounder. Carson Edwards was actually a second rounder for the Celtics a high second round pick for them. So they do have a young group as is, but I think for the Celtics specifically, they're trying to get one quality pick versus those three, you know, number 14, you know, later first round picks, which makes sense for the Celtics. The Magic, same thing. Sitting at number 15, they're, they're looking to move up to get one 
strong draft pick versus waiting until number 15. I get it. This is a year where it's, it's more quality over quantity. You don't need to draft two or three players for roster space, for the fact that we just don't know a lot about the, the players coming in. So it makes sense to try to get a higher pick. At number nine, you would think that the Wizards are complacent with that as we've seen them at that spot in the past, including picking Rui Hachimura last year. But I think that it does make sense for the Wizards to try to move. Now, whether it's to move up or to trade that pick is another question. Because if you move up and the Wizards are able to pick up a player in James Wiseman, that's a great move. But you would have to get, if you're Washington, you'd have to be able to make a trade for either the number one, two, or three pick. So knowing that Minnesota might be interested in moving that number one pick, the Warriors are interested in potentially trading their number two pick. Do you go for it? Do you take that gamble? What do you guys think? I mean, I, I honestly think if you're going to trade up, it has to be to a top three spot. That's, that's my thought process. It does not make sense to trade with like the Cavs, the Cavs, for example, for number five or the Hawks for number six, as they are looking to move. Now a team like Boston or Orlando who was looking to move up and get a, and make a trade for a top pick that makes sense because they're sitting at number 14 and 15 as their, their highest draft picks. So if I'm Boston or land or, or Orlando, that's a tongue twister kind of, I would be open to picking number five or six because it's still better than 14 and 15. Whereas for the wizards, they're sitting at number nine. Do you think there's someone in the draft worth moving up three or four spaces for? I'm not sure. Tommy Shepard hopefully has a better answer than I do. But I do think that if Minnesota and Golden State are considering moving and interested in a trade to at least exercise those options and try to move up to that number one or two spot. So you can have a better chance of picking one of those top three, which to me, that would make sense. So if I'm Tommy Shepard, if I'm the Wizards, if I am making a move, it is to move up to the a top three spot in the draft. With a player like James Wiseman available, with his size, with what he brings out of Memphis, I would move up for, for him. I think the, the Wizards would truly benefit from being able to pick him. You do have, you know, point guard in LaMelo Ball, and Anthony Edwards is a strong shooting guard out of Georgia. But any of those three I would move up for. I don't know that it makes sense to move up for five or six. So we've got more to get into, though, because there's another question that I have, which is, do you move up or do you trade for a player? We're getting to that right here on Locked On Wizards. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So the NBA draft rumors are circling and we've had a chance to discuss some of them around the Celtics, Magic and Wizards potentially looking to trade up or at least some thoughts that they might be doing so. Now, the question that we have to ask next, does it make more sense this year to trade up for a higher draft pick or to trade for a player or both if you can, of course. So I, in my opinion, this year is very unique And again, it's no disrespect to the prospects coming into the draft, but I do feel as though everybody's routine, the draft analysis, the, even the timeline leading into the season from the draft to the start of the next season. I know we talked about that November 18th draft day and December 22nd as the potential start to the next season. It's a quick turnaround. It's a lot of quick turnarounds for the players that had their March madness cut and NCAA postseason cut to then not playing, working out on their own, sending in, you know, videos and and different things that we've been seeing of them working out to now being drafted in November. There's no summer league. There's no normal uh, timeline that we normally see for the players coming into the league. Now, long-term, I don't think that will impact them whatsoever, but I think if you're a team like the Wizards where you need to have success fast, there's really no time. I know that we've been seeing the Wizards in a sort of build mode, which is okay for that kind of, (laughs) Um, around John Wall's injury even in a build mode, looking to build around Bradley Beal as they were awaiting John Wall's healthy return. Well, now that both players are healthy and back and Beal and Wall, you don't have years. They have to get it right this season. Otherwise, I don't see Bradley Beal staying with the Wizards past this season. So they need to bring in players that will help them be successful now. There's no time. This is not a young group that is in a rebuild mode. You know, without Bradley Beal and John Wall, this would absolutely be a young group in rebuild mode. So in my opinion, the priorities this offseason, secure Davis Bertans, have to find a way to keep him with his shooting ability. I mean, looking at his field goal percentage last season, his role as a potential sixth man of the year to now be someone that hopefully can come into a starting position for them. You have a healthy wall, a healthy Beal. You've got to bring in another key component. You have Rui Hachimura coming off of a strong year as a rookie where we saw his growth, especially in the bubble, to be someone that should and could be that number three or four option for them. But you still need more pieces. So in my opinion, this offseason is pivotal to bring in someone that's more established versus someone that like a rookie, not every rookie comes in and gets it right and figures it out in the first year. I mean, we saw Rui Hachimura figuring things out and by the end of the year saw him playing great basketball. You actually need someone, in my opinion, that's going to come in and be able to play from day one. Now, team chemistry always takes time. It takes time for guys to get to know each other. So those first couple of weeks are always going to be rocky and shaky for anyone. But you need someone that come the middle stretch of the season when, when you're making a push towards the playoffs is going to be able to help 
is going to be able to contribute. So in my opinion, this is what I would do. If you can't trade up for the top three draft pick, I would be working to use maybe that number nine pick and a player. I have no idea which player. I know that we've been hearing a lot of rumors about Bradley Beal. I would not trade Bradley Beal. And we will be discussing that in more detail in our Friday edition of the show on what Beal and Tommy Shepard have had to say around a trade for Bradley Beal. But I would be looking to move, you know, one or two players that we saw in the bubble do a good job. So Jerome Robinson, even Rui Hachimura, maybe some of, some of the younger players or those role players that we saw in the bubble along with the number nine pick to see if you can pick up one of these free agents or someone that is more established. In my opinion, you, you should be able to bring in a big that is versatile, a big that can shoot, a big that can be a rim protector, a presence in the paint, help grab rebounds, that can help stretch the floor, a, rim, a, a, a solid big that you can bring in that can come right in and help contribute on both ends of the floor. So I don't think it has to be someone that's later in their career or a rookie or so. You know, someone like Jeremy Grant, someone that is coming into their own, that still has not played their best basketball yet, but should be playing their best basketball this season or and at least getting to that point. So that's my thought process. You know, I do think if, if able to trade up for a top three pick, you go for it. But if not, and you're looking to, to make some sort of move, you can actually use that number nine pick to hopefully package together some sort of trade deal to bring in a strong free agent. I know we've talked about free agents that are available in the past. You've got players like Hassan White side. You've got DeAndre Jordan. You've got some bigs available. Even Serge Ibaka, who is later in his career, but you need someone that is an established big that's not still in the process of figuring things out, that is healthy, that is in the middle of their career, and that is someone that will come in and make an immediate impact. They need leadership. They need someone that can bring experience because that's also something. When you look past Wall and Beal, how many players on the Wizards roster have postseason experience? That is something that, in my opinion, with the Lakers championship this past year was a big boost. Aside from just having LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their team, you have veterans that have won championships before or at least been in the later stretches of the, the postseason. Rondo's won a championship. Danny Green's won a championship. Even JaVale McGee. You have players that have been in those positions before. And if you're talking about being a playoff caliber team, you need players that know what it takes to be a playoff caliber team. The mindset, the workouts, the, the management side of things, and just the overall approach that needs to be there to understand. And there's a lot of talent, young talent on the Wizards roster, but none of them have been in these positions before. It's players that are in their first or second year. You have players like, you know, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr., Jerome Robinson, Rui Hachimura, Isak Bonga. You have players, Mo Wagner, that are up and coming, that are figuring things out, that are learning. We saw a lot of growth in the bubble. But despite all that growth, none of them have been in a championship, in, a, in, a East, in an Easter conference or Western conference final. You need to bring in someone that brings that, you know, even for John Wall and Bradley Beal, they haven't been there. And so I think to help this team get over the hump, to have a strong season this season, there's no time for two, three years down the road. In order to keep Bradley Beal, it has to happen this season. 
being in the Eastern Conference, they have potential. You're pl- you know, there are a number of talented teams across the East looking at the Heat, the Pacers, even who I think will have a big year next year, the Celtics, the, the Raptors, the Nets are going to have a big season co- with KD and Kyrie coming back healthy. There's going to be a fight. The Sixers with Doc Rivers as the new head coach, I think that's going to be huge for them to be a team that's making a push towards the playoffs and getting past the first round. But I think the Wizards can be in that conversation as well if Beal and Wall are able to come back healthy and play at, at a level that's expected, but also if they're able to bring in another key leader, veteran, experienced player that can come in and make an immediate impact. And the impact needs to be on the offensive and defensive end, but also a locker room impact. Someone that's vocal, someone that's been there, someone that is going to help them figure it out a lot quicker. There's no time to mess around with a young rookie or player that is trying to learn their way in the league. We are, we as the Wizards team already has enough young players that are figuring it out. And I like the balance. You need youth. You need to be preparing for that the 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 next what's next for a team and for a franchise. So it's great to build your youth and your young players. But you also need more players on the other side that have been there, that have been in the trenches that understand the ins and outs of being a playoff team. So that's my perspective. If you can't trade up for a top three pick, if you're gonna, if you're looking to trade that number nine pick, in my opinion, it's for a veteran, a big, and not, not a center. It doesn't have to be a center necessarily. It can be a power forward, just someone that brings some more size, versatility. And again, I already, I already named everything, offense, defense, leadership. So. That is my thought. What do you guys think the Wizards should do? Do you use that number nine pick and maybe a player or two to leverage some sort of free agent that you're bringing in or open up space for someone that you can bring in that can make an immediate impact? Or do you feel as though it's safe enough to stick with that number nine pick? The draft is just about a month away. I'm sorry. The season is just about a month away. The draft is just about a couple of weeks away. It is as we are already at November 5th. So we have 13 days to figure it out. And like I said before, I don't see the draft being moved up any earlier because of the fact we are already into November. So looking at November 18th, the Wizards should have something up their sleeves to plan to make a move. And it's got to be big. It's got to be big. And it's got to be something that is certain. I think that's the biggest thing for me. There's no, there's no room for gray area. There's no room for what ifs and getting it wrong. You've got to get it right this year and this time and right now. So whatever move is made, the only thing I do know, it's got to be a move that is certain, a move that we know will work out. Uh, you know, health and injuries aside, a move that we know should and will work out. So be sure to hit that subscribe button to keep up with the show each and every day, Monday through Friday, as we're bringing you the latest content around the team, preparing for the draft. We've got to continue to dive into the team as we figure out who is on the roster for next year, which players are being brought in, whether through the draft, through free agency, re-signing players like a free agent like DB. What will the Wizards do? Lots to keep up with here as we are preparing for the start of next season and also awaiting the official announcement on when the upcoming season will begin. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Back Friday, we will continue diving into off-season discussions. Bradley Beal and Tommy Shepard have spoken up on Beal and a trade. And we've got those details here on the show. So stay tuned for more on that. 
Have a good one, everyone. I'll see you back here on Friday for more Locked On Wizards. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.